Hey there, it's Mark Fig, and welcome to The Hobbyist Hangout, a podcast for the professional hobbyist and you, and me, and everyone. It's trying to figure out what we call ourselves. What do you call somebody who has a lot of different hobbies? I'm excited for this first episode for a lot of different reasons. One, just excited that it's actually getting out there. We had the preview episode out last week, and it was quite an adventure getting everything up and running for a podcast because... This is a new hobby for me as well, doing this on my spare time that I have. This isn't my full-time job. So getting this up and running is a learning experience. And that's what I love about hobbies so much. And that's actually what I thought I would talk about in this first episode today is about hobbies and what goes into those and why they're actually really important for us. As I started to put together some thoughts around this, I thought, well, let's go to the dictionary. By definition, a hobby is any activity done regularly in one's leisure time, and it's done usually for pleasure, because who likes to have a hobby that you don't actually enjoy? That's that's a job. That's not a hobby. And then I was thinking about the term that we use for this, right? I've always called hobbyist. I always thought it was just someone who had a lot of hobbies, but it's actually just a person who pursues a particular hobby. So then that got me thinking, you know, what do we call people and what do I call myself as a person who has a lot of different hobbies? I was thinking and jotting down how many hobbies that I currently have. So I was thinking like, okay, I have my bullet journal and my bullet journal helps me with work, my full-time job, right? But it is still a hobby. It's something that I enjoy sitting down with and designing inside of and thinking about how to use it better. And while it is a great productivity tool, it is also an area of enjoyment for me just around personal organization. Now, along with that, the bullet journal comes my Instagram account, which I have, which is men who bullet. If you don't follow me on Instagram or YouTube, YouTube's another thing. That's another hobby in just a minute. But having an Instagram and being regular about it and having an account, for me, that's a hobby. It's not a full-time job. Well, it is a full-time job, just not in the normal way of like what pays the bills every single month for me. But, you know, spending time on there in my extra time is, you know, coming up with content, taking photos, having conversations with people. It's all a part of what's great about having hobbies. We'll actually talk about that in just a few minutes about like the benefits of having hobbies because there's actual psychological goodness that comes as a part of that. Some of my other hobbies, I have YouTube. You know, I started that up maybe a year or two ago. That was not a spur of the moment. I mean, it was a definitely something that I thought about doing, but I knew that a lot of time goes into that and having to record videos and edit them and voice them and do all the things along with it. But I really enjoy doing that. It sounds weird, but my background's in broadcasting. So editing and production and all of those things are super fun to me. So it's not a job. Some days it does feel that way. I'm not going to lie to you, especially trying to be regular, but it's a hobby. It's something I do extra as I mentioned, this podcast is a hobby now. There's a whole lot of things I'm learning about that. Uh, being on the Archer and Olive design team, I consider that a hobby. It's done with spare time. I do enjoy it. It's great being able to work with a company and write blog posts and talk about the other parts and aspects of bullet journaling and planning that I really like. And then outside of that, you know, I'm a plant dad. I've got succulents. I say it's an addiction more than a hobby, but it's definitely something that I have. I have you know, house plants that I'm trying to take care of and propagate and do things with. And it's so much fun and it definitely brings me enjoyment. And then I also have golf. That's something that I picked up a little bit ago. I don't know. I just felt like it was something that I had to do. I'm in a profession where I feel like it's a great way to get to know people. I'm learning. It's definitely a skill that I want to get better at. And uh, I get a lot of enjoyment out of it, honestly. So I'm not too worried about that. And I also have gaming. I know some people don't look at gaming as 
a hobby. It's like something to do or a waste of time. But, you know, it's definitely time intensive. You put things into it. You put thought into it. Hell, you can even make money off of it now, right? Like you can go and make so much money out of the gaming space. It's insane. So having, what is that? Seven, seven to 10. I don't know how many hobbies come out of like 10 different things that I'm doing there and enjoy. You know, what do we call ourselves if you have a lot of different hobbies, you're not just focused on one thing, you know, asking some of my friends, um, habitual hobbyist is something that I've heard terms that are used to describe people with a lot of them, just always picking up new hobbies, serial hobbyist. That's another one that I hear a lot and uh, professional hobbyist. It's actually what I call this hangout spot, right? A professional hobbyist, <laughs> it's someone who does this for a living, right? You have a lot of hobbies and that's just a part of who you are. So I'll go by any of those terms. I'd love to hear from you for what you call yourself or what you call other people who have a lot of different hobbies. And you can do that on Instagram and also Twitter at Hobbyist Hangout. I love to hear from you. There are two things, though, that every hobbyist takes into consideration. And I know for myself personally, I don't always think about these, but there are two main things that go into every hobby. The first is time. The second is money. Not every hobby is free. I don't know many of any hobbies that are free, to be honest. And I guess the third, though, I guess there's maybe three, is interest, right? There's something that has piqued your interest to make you want to get into something or start to learn more about it. So I decided to do a little bit of research and just start thinking about the time that goes into hobbies, because if you have a lot of hobbies, that can take a lot of time, right? And even though a hobby by definition is something that you do leisurely or in your free time, time isn't always free. You have a full-time job. You have a family of other obligations. So how do you fit your other hobbies into that? Whether you make it just a part of your day. For myself, I have my bullet journal. Again, that's helping me through my day by being organized. But, you know, I come down into my office where I'm working right now, working remote. And, you know, I water my plants for a little bit. That's how I start my day. You got to say good morning to those guys. Talk to them a little bit. Make sure they're okay. You know, sitting down and preparing for your day in my bullet journal is a big deal. Checking my social media addiction, hobby, call it what you will, is just a part of a normal way of getting things done for me every single day. But I love it. So it's all good. If I think about this podcast, for instance, by the time I'm done with everything, doing research, writing my bullet points, recording this, editing this, probably listening to it, I don't know, 10 or 15 times before I feel really good about it, you know, then publishing it, getting it out to all the different sources, once it's out, probably listening to it another hundred times. I can't help myself. I want to make sure it's good for you. I mean, that's hours worth of time that go into it. But like I'm saying here, right? If it's fun, does it really feel like work? If it's fun, does it really matter how much time it takes? So I was thinking about my hobbies and I was thinking about how much time it takes to get some of those done. So for golfing, for instance, and I'm not great at it. I'm still very, very new at it. Ask anyone that I play with, they will say, oh, Mark, you're doing a great job. But I know they're really mad at me as I'm taking forever to hit many balls or try to hit the many balls. But <laughs> when I do go out for a round of golf, you know, it's about three or four hours worth of time that you're out doing a hobby. It's the same thing. I feel like if you played other sports, you've got a game going on, you've got practice and things like that. And that is taking time out of your week. And depending how often you go, if you're a person who goes out golfing, you know, twice a week or every weekend, those are things add up. I was talking to my friend Danielle about her hobbies as I was getting into this podcast and she was sharing with me about a recent hobby that she's taking up around hiking. She loves doing it. It's great to get out. It's relaxing for her, but that takes time, right? Depending how far she's driving to go hiking. 
once you get there, you know, what's the incline look like? Is it all flat? And she said, you know, on average, she's spending about two to three hours hiking, getting out there, doing that, hiking anywhere between three and 10 miles, somewhere in between there. And sometimes she's even doing that with her kids in tow. So, you know, that adds even more time to it as you're trying to wrangle them and hike and, you know, motivate them to keep going. I also think about journaling, not just bullet journaling. That's a little bit different than what I'm talking about right now, but even just journaling, writing down your thoughts and taking that time to help process for your own mental health, your own wellness. That is time that you're taking to do that, but time well spent. So dedicating time to certain things has a benefit to it. The other thing that comes along with many hobbies is money. It's the cost of doing those things. I actually tried to sit down and think about how much money I've probably spent on bullet journaling just alone in the past four years that I've been doing this. And I am very afraid to calculate that total number there. But just alone in stationary in a year, if you really thought about it, that, that can add up to a little bit of money. But that's something that you might budget for, or you might only buy something every now and again. And that's just feeding your hobby. It's a part of it. But I was curious because I only have a handful of hobbies. Well, we went through all of them, but they don't all necessarily cost money. I guess in the long run, they might. YouTube is a great example. When I did that, I can just use my phone to record my videos. That's fine, but my phone cost money. But as I've upgraded myself, I got a better camera. I've got lighting. I've got a computer and the programs that can edit that. That all adds up. So I was thinking like, what are some other hobbies and like how much do people spend on those? So I found this article on Dollar Break and it had the 45 most expensive hobbies. I'm not going to read through all 45. That would take forever. But I did pull out a handful of these that I thought were really interesting because it breaks it down by cost and like total cost, not just like a one-time fee. But if you did things over and over, what might that be? So the first one that popped up, it was actually number one on the list. And I don't know if it was number one by cost because there were some other ones like car collecting, right? Where a car can cost $300,000 and that's just for one car, right? That's kind of an expensive hobby to have. But ballroom dancing, it was saying, is an expensive hobby because for lessons, because you can't just get on the dance floor and ballroom dance, I guess, anywhere between $50 to $200 an hour for lessons, that can, that can add up depending how terrible of a dancer you are, how great you are. But then the competition cost is something that I don't usually think about with ballroom dancing, but it makes sense. You know, anywhere between thirty dollars to $100,000 a year just for the competition cost alone. One of the other things in there was cosplay. So I think cosplay is very cool. I don't do it personally, but I know other people who do, and that's a lot of time and money. So all the things are on a hobby, but man, look at the results that people get. It said on here that between time and money on average, an individual will spend over a thousand dollars per look or costume, depending on the complexity of it. Now I'm not a cosplayer, so I'm not quite sure, but I'd love to hear from you if you are on about on average, how much you spend per look. That's very cool to me. Some other ones that were very interesting, ice sculpting as a hobby. Never thought about that as a hobby for some reason. I've always thought about ice sculpting as a job, <laughs> but you need the tools to ice sculpt. And then I didn't know this. This kind of blew me away. A big block of ice for ice sculpting cost on average about $375. Skydiving uh, every year about $24,000. And that's if you're skydiving twice a week. I personally feel like skydiving is a once in a lifetime thing for me, but, but I have bad luck. And that's probably why it would be once in a lifetime because it might be the end of my lifetime if I ever actually did that. Cycling was another one that was in here. So I have a handful of friends who are avid cyclers. Uh, mountain bikers as well as like road cyclers. And I've learned that they don't like to be called bikers because that means something different. So cyclists, a good cycling bike 
can cost upwards of $10,000. That's, you know, performance, quality, things like that that go into it. And then clothes, transport, bike racks, things like that. And then same thing for competitions. So that's a lot of time and money that we're talking about inside of here. I think I've kind of even questioned it here myself. And I don't mean to judge. It's not a judgy thing at all. It's actually kind of mind-blowing and cool because I know that I'm not alone. And I can also now use this as an argument on why I need to spend more money because there's other hobbies out there that are much more expensive than my stationary addiction. But in all seriousness, you know, sitting down and really thinking about the importance of having hobbies is key. There is a level of stress that I think that comes along with having too many hobbies. I know that it definitely sometimes is like, okay, you know, I'm turning a hobby into a job. It's no longer just for fun. It's something I'm trying to do something with or have a side hustle on or something like that. And I feel like that's when it starts to evolve into some other ideas. I actually have a good idea for a future podcast where we talk about that, taking a hobby and monetizing that. Is that become a job? Or is it still a hobby that you're making money off of? So as I try to justify my own hobbies as is, I was thinking about the mental health and benefits to hobbies. So I did some more research. I didn't know how much research was going to go into a podcast, but I felt it was important to actually give data versus my own opinion all the time. So Jamie Kurtz, who has a PhD and is the Associate Professor of Psychology at James Madison University, has an article on six reasons that you should get a hobby. And I, I really loved these. The first one is that hobbies help you structure your time. I've always thought about hobbies as something that you do with your extra time. And it is, right, by definition. But what she's saying is that a hobby creates more time by encouraging efficiency, which made total sense to me. If you think about you being busy, right, you quote unquote busy, I'm always busy, things are always going on. It's just almost like a blanket term for so many things with an unstructured amount of time. So by getting a hobby, you're dedicating a certain bucket of time into doing that and therefore trying to be more efficient. So for instance, if I was a runner, I'm not, I've wanted to be, but I'm not. But if running was a hobby of mine, I could say to myself, Mark, you're going to go running for 30 minutes. And I would put on my gear, I'd put on my shoes, I would set a timer and I would start running and know that I was going to give myself that 30 minutes to do that thing. I think that goes true for almost anything. Hey, go back to my previous example. I'm going to go golfing on Saturday. I need to block out four hours of time, five hours because I'm slow to make that happen, right? And I can pre-plan for that. So a hobby in a way is good because it helps you think ahead, plan so that you can spend the time that you need to accomplish that. The second one that it promotes a flow. I didn't quite understand this at first, but she goes into it and calls it active leisure. And what that means is promoting a flow is getting into something so much that you lose yourself. So think about when you're playing sports or maybe you are um, doing some type of art or creative activity. You know, you almost get tunnel vision. You're just so into what you're doing that nothing else matters. It's a wonderful feeling and it's actually really good for you. So promoting that flow is key. This third one is that it helps promote social connections. Now, during the pandemic, it's been really hard to get out to do things. And for myself, I know I've turned in to do a lot of things. And this podcast being one, but really for me personally, what's promoted the most social activity has been being on social media. I have so many great conversations with the crew that follow me on Men Who Bullet. I love talking about stationery and bullet journaling and all the great things that are part of that. I've met some of the most amazing people just globally that are also into the same thing. So having a hobby helps create connections. Talk to people about what you love. It feels good. It gets those endorphins running, right? When you get excited about talking about something, 
you could do it all day long. The fourth thing that she had on here is that a hobby makes you interesting. And I really like this one. It actually goes with the fifth one a little bit, which it helps you cope with stress. But just connecting those two things is that it actually makes you multidimensional. The example she gave is say you were having a really bad week at work and your boss was getting on you and you're kind of really getting down on yourself. You know, having a hobby lets you put your energy into something else. You know, maybe it ties to that other one of getting into a flow, forgetting about everything else, kind of only focusing in your space. What she's saying is that by coping with stress and making you interesting, it makes you into a multi-dimensional person. So you don't just think, well, I'm a bad employee, right? Maybe something is going on there, but maybe you're a great artist or you're a great runner and it helps you really validate yourself in other ways than just thinking about yourself as a one-dimensional being. So makes you interesting. You can meet more people. You have other things to compare yourself to other than just one thing. And then it can also help you cope with stress. I know that especially inside the bullet journaling community, that this is a really big thing. Sitting down, focusing, being creative for your own mental health is really important. And I know that for other people running, doing other activities, like I mentioned before, releasing those endorphins, the science behind exercise is all very true and helps you get through it. And the last one here, and this is where we're going to end things for today, is your happiness and your inspiration spill into your work and your personal life. I love that. I'm happy. I enjoy what I'm doing. I'm talking with people. You add all of these things up and that starts to find its way into your day to day. As a good example, that first one, hobbies help you structure your time. If I can say that on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I'm going to go running for 30 minutes, what's stopping me from saying at work on Tuesdays and Thursdays for 30 minutes, I'm not going to answer my emails or my IMs, and I'm just going to focus on this big project that I'm working on. Maybe there's ways for it to help you structure your life in other ways. The connections, the happiness you're making with other people. You can talk to your family or coworkers about it and start to feed the happiness of your hobby into your day to day. So I loved these six items right here from Jamie Kurtz. I thought it was a really fantastic way to break down the interest that we have and really think about the positive things that come to us by having hobbies even a lot of different hobbies. So there we have it. That is the first episode here on Hobbyist Hangout. I thought that talking about hobbies and what it is to be a hobbyist was a really great way to kick things off. As we continue with this podcast, I'm really excited to talk about some other topics. I have some things lined up when I ask questions about what people were interested in learning about. And because I asked about it on my social media channels for bullet journaling, all there was a lot of questions around the topic itself and social media and how to get started. So I'll have some topics around that. But I also want to build this out well beyond just bullet journaling and kind of my own personal interest. So I'm lining up some guests that are going to join us on this podcast in the future. And I want them to share with us their hobbies. Some of them are in the creative space. I want to find people that are completely outside of my zone so I can learn about other hobbies. You never know. I might need to add another one to my list of seven to 10 that I have right now that I want to try out. I want to thank you so much for checking out today's podcast. I'm really excited to continue to work on these and get these going, both as a hobby, but as a great way to connect with you. As I mentioned to you before, I'd love to connect with you and chat more. And especially around the question that we had today is what do you call a person or what do you call yourself if you have multiple hobbies going on? You can drop your answers to this on Twitter at Hobbyist Hangout, or you can drop a comment on the Instagram post, which will be along with this. You'll see Hobbies Hangout with the title of this podcast, which is 
hobbies and let me know. I'm super interested. And then in a future episode, we'll talk about some of those answers and uh, build a little dictionary for ourselves of what we call ourselves. People who have a lot of different hobbies. I personally like professional hobbyists myself, but I'm open to new ideas. Thanks for joining me at the Hobbyist Hangout and I will talk to you very soon. See ya.